This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And the internet is going wild today because of rumors that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston may be dating in real life. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the Friends reunion. If you didn't see the, the show, you miss this, but the two of them did admit that back in the early seasons of Friends, they both had major crushes on each other. First season, we I had a major crush on Jen. Um, I... And, and I a, think it was we both... It was reciprocated. But they did swear that back then, nothing ever happened. At some point, we were both crushing hard on each other, but it was like two ships passing because one of us was always in a relationship. So, and we never crossed that boundary. You know, we respected that, and but we both... Both <laughs> <laughs> Matt LeBlanc is the he's, Joey's the best He's calling BS on the whole thing But they say that it never happened back then There's some audio courtesy of our friends At Entertainment Tonight um, Yeah I find, You find it hard to believe They never took it to the next level I find it hard to believe they actually crushed on each other Because I didn't buy their relationship or chemistry On the show necessarily But it does sound what? like they're kind of Ross and Rachel? Rachel is so far out of Ross's league, it's not even funny. I guess that's a typical television show, usually. Well, Ross is such a loser, and Jennifer Aniston was like the hottest woman. They were both kind of annoying, though, personality-wise. I guess, yeah, because she was kind of stuck up. She was a stuck-up rich girl. He was, uh, like, uh, almost obsessive, compulsive, whiny. But like just just for like you know one of the most famous TV couples, I never really bought it. Well, you should be buying it now because a so-called source says they've been texting each other since the reunion. Schwimmer supposedly flew from his home in New York to go see Jen Aniston in L.A., mm. where she's been making him home-cooked meals and taking him to her favorite vineyards. And you know, after a couple glasses of wine. Truth comes out. Yeah, and one of Jenny's home-cooked steaks. (laughs) Good for them. I mean, how many people, like, wish they could have a reunion with some old co-workers that they were crushing on and and confess their love? Yeah. You you always have that what-if, right? Yeah, they got a second chance. And like they said, it's probably a good thing on the reunion. They said it's a good thing they didn't hook up back then because so much was on the line. How would that have changed the dynamic of the workplace? Oh, that's the worst thing, yeah. It could have been super awkward for everybody if they had gone for it and it didn't work out back then, so why not? Mm-hmm. This is like, this is the uh, the multi-million dollar rich celebrity version of reconnecting with your high school crush on Facebook. Big time. Jim, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. You tweeted something out yesterday, and I'm sure it's a hilarious joke. I have complete faith in, in your comedy uh, skills, especially with the uh, the Photoshop stuff you do and then post on the uh, social media pages. But I didn't really understand the tweet that you sent to Lay's Potato Chips yesterday. Okay, well, just a heads up. This is not a joke. I'm 100% serious about this. Um, I tweeted Lay's, Hey, Lay's, just came up with a million-dollar idea for you. You're welcome. And it's, there's, well, there's a cereal called, like, Captain Crunch or something like that, Crunch Berries, and they, they have a thing called, like, Oops, all Crunch Berries, so there's none of, like, the normal cereal, it's all the super sweet stuff. Uh, it would be like, um, 
Oops, all Lucky Charms. Like, yeah, like, like Lucky Charms leaves all the all the cereal bits out and just get because I can remember. <laughs> As a kid, I would uh, pour two bowls of Lucky Charms, one for me and one for my sister, and guess who was getting the bowl with the most marshmallows? <laughs> Your sister was just getting alphabet. <laughs> the old Taz man. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Well, so, but I don't understand what this is. Okay, so I said it's, I photoshopped it. It's called Lay's Oops All Wish Chips. What, what, what you, you don't know what a wish chip is? What is a wish chip? I have no idea. Oh, my God, Taz. A wish chip. I thought everybody knew what that was. A wish chip is a simple concept. It's just a chip that is folded in over itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double chip. And I don't know what it, what it is about them, but ever since I was a kid, it was like there's only like three or four in a bag. So you'd be looking forward to, you know, when you get the wish chip. I think it's like you eat it, you can make a wish or something. Okay. I kind of forget, but yeah, because I, I noticed that in powers. the picture on the bag, the picture you put there, it's all chips that are folded over. And I well, do like Google did phrase wish chips, and that showed up, so it's I, a thing. It is a thing. This isn't just something that was in the Kelly household. <laughs> no, growing up. Well, you know, you know what I'm talking about, and some have the bubble in them. Well, th- I, those are good chips. I do know when you get like uh, like a Miss Vicky's, like a super crunchy kettle cooked, and mm-hmm. it's all it's all like crinkled in on itself, and it's almost like a ball of chip. Yeah. It's yeah, kettle chips. They, a lot of them fold in on each other on themselves, I should say, and and they're good. It, it's like you know, it's something like the bottom of the popcorn too. The half popped kernels, like the the misfit versions of whatever food you get, are always special. If you get a shreddy, that's five shreddies attached together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sure. That was always exciting. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know if it because they're folded over. It was like a wishbone, so you and someone else will each grab an end of the chip and you snap it in half, and whoever gets the bigger half of the chip gets to make a wish. But it's just because. They're lucky chips because there's not many in the bag. Okay, I just Googled it. For many of them, the wish chip must be eaten in a certain way. Otherwise, the wish is voided. So you do get a wish when you eat the wish chip. For example, the chip cannot touch, cannot be touched by the thumb and must be picked up between the wish fingers, the middle and index finger. So you got to like chop it with your finger wow. like a scissors thing. I didn't know there was wish chips and I didn't know there was wish fingers. That, this is why my wishes haven't come true over the last <laughs> 35 years. When, I've been using my thumb to grab them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what wish are you going to make with your fingers, Jim? I don't know. I don't know where to get. <laughs> There's so many options. <laughs> We're talking about wish chips. I had no idea what a wish chip was, but Jim uh, sent this tweet to Lay's yesterday. said, hey, I got a million dollar idea for you. Why don't you guys come out with a bag of chips that's all wish chips? Now explain to the audience, Jim, what is a wish chip? You've for sure seen them before. There's like three or four in every bag, and it's simply just a chip that is folded in over itself. So it's like almost like a double chip. You put it in your mouth, and there's still some salt hidden, you know, because it doesn't Catches rub off right flavor, away. the flavor, yeah. Yeah, something, I don't know. Something, and, then you, and then apparently there's different ways to eat it, but you, the idea is when you're a kid, you eat the chip and then make a wish. And we've got Dave calling in. Phones are lighting up here. Dave, what's going on? Man, I swear. So about uh, 12 years ago, I sent Lay's a letter. I was a kid. I, I mailed it. Uh, for Lay's folds, all folded chips, all whisk chips in the bag. Never heard back. I was devastated. <laughs> so I sent off to Humpty Dumpty for whisk chips. Never heard back. So if you get traction on this, I'll be pissed off. I'll try to get rich for years. <laughs> You've had a one-man campaign to get every chip company in North America to start making bags full of wish chips. <laughs> Nobody cares. 
and did you call them wish chips as well, or you just called them folded old over chips? I called them Lay's Fold for Lay's, and then for for Humpty Dumpty, I sent them as wish chips. Okay, so you've heard that yeah. term before, wish chips. Definitely, definitely. Sometimes you get a double wish where it's folded twice. Oh wow! Whoa! It's like a genie in a bottle. That's the one, man. Saltier, crunchier. Uh, crunchier, <laughs> crunchier. Thanks yeah. for the call. Hopefully your dream you comes guys. true. You get your wish Take someday. Care, <laughs> Thanks. Taz and Jim. Hey, I was just calling in to chime in on the wish chip thing. Yeah. Yeah, so the way we always did it as kids was if you got a wish chip, you had to eat it off your shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Is that where this saying comes from? You must have a chip on your shoulder? <laughs> that could be it, you know? Maybe you get a chip on your shoulder if you don't successfully eat it off your shoulder. You now, know? did any... Chip wishes that you made in your younger years ever come true? I mean, my wishes were pretty small and easy, so probably. Yeah, I just wished for more chips. <laughs> yeah, I wish for more wish chips, you know? We have those unlimited wishes going on. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. I just had a funny wish chip story. Wow, another one, Jim. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> well, when I was probably about 11 or 12, uh, and I had a younger brother who was one or two maybe at the time, and uh, I, I pulled out a wish chip, and of course I wanted to see. I'm like, I need something instantaneous. I got to see what you know if this wish chip is actually working. And uh, and my parents were going out, and they were taking the baby with them, and 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 he was sitting on our chest freezer at the at the entrance door. And I was like, I wish Matthew would fall off the off the freezer, and ate the chip, and sure enough, didn't he not fall off the freezer? No, he did. And was he okay? It was okay. All right. But, yeah. Yeah. No, it was fine. But I, so you I, believe I, in the magic of the wish chip? Well, I, I ever since then I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess around <laughs> with the dark arts. This is unbelievable, Jim. Yeah, I mean, this guy almost killed his brother with a wish chip, and you've never heard of it before. Never Ted. heard of him. The but power. You're right. If you, if you're an executive. At the Lay's Potato Chip Company, and you're listening to the show right now, you storm into the boardroom today. Let's make it happen. We need a bag full of wish chips. Hey, we were just talking about um, dads showing kids movies. Uh, when we were young, our dads would show us movies, and we thought they were super boring, like uh, like cowboy films and war films. And Jim, you mentioned a couple titles that, that your dad showed you. and. Mm -hmm. We got a message here. Jeez, the good, the bad, and the ugly was over three hours long, and your dad made you sit through it, Jim? That's child abuse. <laughs> my da yeah, my dad didn't even sit down and watch it with me. He put it on and was like, now this is a good movie. And you just had to sit there until the credits rolled. I just sat there, played Lego, and watched it. The fight scene at the end must have been over an hour and a half. I love Clint's movies now, but uh, when I was a kid, not so much. Yeah, there was, we just, it was all John Wayne movies for Christmas. Like when I would buy him something for Christmas or my brothers and sisters, he had like every John Wayne movie. <laughs> he secretly DVD wanted to be a cowboy. VHS? Big Jake. It's kind of like vegetables, right? These movies, like, there's a lot of foods when you're a kid. You try them and you're like, ew, this is gross. But when you grow up, your palate develops. Sure, your yeah. Your tastes change and you then you can appreciate it. them, yeah. right? So I think a lot of the movies our dads tried to get us into at a young age are kind of like vegetables. 
Dave says, guys, don't forget, Slapshot needs to be on, on that list. You need to show every Canadian child Slapshot at some point in their lives. We've got a call here. Hey, what's going on? It's Taz and Jim. Movies that hold up today for that are old classics. Me and my, me and my fiance there, we just went through a whole Alien and Predator marathon. And I'll say this, those movies hold up today. Yeah. They are fantastic. The movies. original Alien is so great. And it's like the special effects are better back then than they are now, even with all the computer nonsense. Oh, 100%. 1976 was the first alien that came out. It, yeah, it, I agree. But I wonder what my kid will think. You know what? He's he's turning five in a couple months. I'll wait until then to show him. <laughs> Imagine the nightmares showing a five-year-old the original alien. <laughs> I just had to call in and put, put in my two cents on that one. That new Star Wars hotel that Disney's putting together? Getting close to opening up. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. A revolutionary two-night experience where you're the hero. I guess it's a, like it's a fully immersive thing where you don't leave the hotel. You feel like you're on a spaceship the entire time you're there. Well, yeah, and, you can't look at a window, right? Well, you look out the windows, but it looks like you're in outer space. So they mm. use some sort of special effect, giant TV screens, <laughs> to make it look like you are actually on the spaceship. And there's some sort of storyline. So you'll have actors and people in costume okay. kind of walking you through this two-day experience. Lightsabers, interstellar entertainment. Characters hanging around and the overall feeling that you are in a Star Wars movie. Now, what would you be willing to pay for something like that, Jim? I mean, I'm not that interested in the first place, so like 200 bucks. You won't be going to the Star Wars hotel. If you have uh, two adults and a child in your room, it could cost you $6,000 oh, for two nights. Boy. Yeah. That I mean, is that's on the high end of uh, of the Disney hotels. Yeah, that is crazy. I can't ever see it being worth it. But if it was like an escape room or a murder mystery where you're like you're you're really in in it, I could see it almost being worth it. That that's the sense I'm getting from this thing, okay, right? So there is a full two day. Yeah, plot. it's a two day thing where they're they're trying to make you feel like you are, and then but you're the hero at the end. They're trying to make everyone else feel like that too. So yeah. how great can it be? It looks neat. The The rooms do look very Star Wars-esque. You got little bunk beds that look like pods in the wall where your kids sleep. Uh, the bed has space, spacey-looking sheets on it. I don't know. I, I was at Disneyland, like, right before COVID hit. And they have, like, the whole Star Wars land right now. And I was very impressed with how they replicated the Star Wars universe with all the practical ships and like you know they have a cantina there you can actually get a drink and it was all very believable that is the only place you go when you leave the hotel you get on a shuttle that takes you to the star wars land that you're talking about and, and you get to experience that as well as part of this mm -hmm. deal for let me do the math here it would be around seventy five hundred dollars canadian oh boy <laughs> bruce springsteen's kids are gonna love it <laughs> yeah you get uh, food included. 
non-alcoholic it's, beverages. The so food is that green milk. Yeah, all the blue milk you can drink. <laughs> No alcoholic beverages, though. What? I think you can buy them, but they're not included in the price. They don't want people getting all hammered okay. and punching Darth Vader in the head. <laughs> There's no Star Wars mini fridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about this because my kid is starting to get into the Star Wars. And if he finds out about this, he's, he's really going to want to go. I'm going to have to... Uh, Get creative. Take them into the woods. Tell them we're on the green moon of Endor. Hopefully we see some bears. I can tell them they're Ewoks. Big Ewoks. Because dad's not paying six grand. Talking about this new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, Disney is set to open this thing up next year in Orlando. And we now know that uh, two-night experience, two adults and a child staying in this hotel will cost you around $7,500 Canadian. Oh, boy. It's not cheap. Just looking at more information here, the little trailer that they posted online, it looks like the family's having a great time. They're getting right into it. If the uh, if the robes in the hotel rooms do not look like Jedi robes, like brown with a hood, mm-hmm. then somebody's made a big mistake with this thing. Or... Um who are those guys in the the Jawas? Little Jawas, yeah. The kids will look like Jawas. Yeah. The adults will look like uh, like Jedi's with the brown <laughs> robes with the hoods. Everyone's stealing the robe. If I'm paying, oh yeah, six thousand American for two nights, I'm stealing the robe, bro. You're taking a lamp. <laughs> I can just imagine because the whole thing is like a setup adventure so you got cast members the people working in the hotel i can just imagine the cleaning people have to wear like those big uh, blue horns on their head you know like the star oh, War, yeah. the dancer in jabba's uh <laughs> whatever those things palace. are <laughs> or just, they have to dress up like c-3po and do a robot, robot <laughs> like a big roomba <laughs> it would get so old so fast but <laughs> some people are able to do it like i i went to the mall earlier in the week you know the disney retail stores are closing down right oh i didn't hear that but yeah most bad. of them across uh, the country are closing down and i was at the mall and it was uh, a big sale going on so i went in to get a couple things for my kids and i was cashing out and the woman who was helping me she was so pleasant she's like well have a magical day and you know she was using all the catchphrases i'm like listen lady you're losing your job you don't have to you don't have to keep it going, yeah, you know. You get out of character, right? You got a couple of days left here. The store's almost empty. Drop the whole "what a magical day this is" routine. Um, she's like, oh, "No, it's great. It's been a great five years." And I'm like, "All right, you're you're a better person than me because <laughs> if I was getting canned, the second they told me the store was closing down, I would drop the whole Mickey Mouse routine." Yeah, you start going to the dark side. Let's do a would you rather, okay, Jim? Okay. Would you rather? I've got two stories here. You tell me which one of these guys you'd rather be. (laughs) First one, 27-year-old man in Italy recently was using a nail gun at the packaging facility he works at. He missed what he was trying to nail, and a small nail went into his own groin. Oh, boy. Yeah, direct hit. Uh, the worst part is they were doing tests trying to find the nail. It was just a little tiny uh, one-inch 
the nail I'm talking about. <laughs> nail, and they couldn't find it like on the imaging, so they had to search around for it. They eventually located the nail, and it was removed with a surgery. He's going to be okay. Everything works, goes back to normal. Okay. All right, that's okay. scenario one. Or would you rather be the friend of an off-duty police officer in Chicago? There was a road rage incident, and a man named Kyle Clark has been charged with aggravated assault on a peace officer because he started fighting the off-duty police officer. And then he went after the officer's friend and bit his nipple off. Oh, my God. So he completely bit the nipple off. Your nipple's gone. You no longer have a nipple. Or you have to shoot yourself in the junk with a nail gun. <laughs> Which one would you do? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, I mean, nipples are useless. Let's be serious. On a man. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like you got to get a rabies test, and then anytime you take your shirt off, now you got to... But it's, it's a good not, story. Not symmetrical at the beach anymore. Unattractive, you know. Your pecs are going to be off balance. You won't be able to move them up and down when you're flexing. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, Shame, you're, you're fine. You, the nail to the groin, you're going to be okay. Same thing. Fine. It's just going to be the pain of going through the experience and everything will go back to normal. But with the nipple situation, your nipple's gone for good. I, th- I, still, think, I still think I'd go the nipple. <laughs> I don't want any nail gun in that area down there. You know, it's just, I don't like it. And then having to sit there while the nurses are poking and prodding around. We can't find it. Yeah. Oh, boy. I Uh, I guess that's kind of a compliment. If you've got so much going on down there that they can't even find a nail that's been lodged in your your testicles. Oh, I put that right in my Twitter bio. Let everybody know what's up. (laughs) I'm going nail gun. Uh, At this point... You are? Well, I'm going to have to get the snip at some point anyways, so... Nailer shot. <laughs> if we, if we could just get one nail through the vast deference, one foul swoop, get it over with. Sure. I can keep both my nipples. Why not? Mm-hmm. Cheaper. Yeah. If you think you're having a bad day, at least you're not the nipple guy in Chicago or the nail gun guy in Italy. Let's take a look at sports. We are joined by Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio as Devin Peacock continues his vacation. Hey, Stubbs. Hey, Taz. Hey, Jim. Some sad news. Uh, one of the all-time great goaltenders from the NHL has passed away. Yeah, Tony Esposito. And Tony Esposito may have been the favorite player of a lot of people listening right now, especially if they were Chicago Blackhawks fans growing up in the 70s or the 80s, this is somebody who became Tony O, and the O stood for shutout. He actually started his career with the Montreal Canadiens. So think about this. Tony Esposito won more games than any other Chicago Blackhawks goalie, was an all-star year after year after year, played in the 1972 Summit Series he was one of the other goalies with Ken Dryden. Ended up playing a lot. Nobody remembers that. Everybody only sees Ken Dryden in that net. Tony Esposito was in that net as well. And he was a member of the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadiens decided, you know, we just won the Stanley Cup again. We like veterans. We like veterans a lot. So they kept Gump Worsley and Rogie Vachon, two of the best goalie names ever. But they let Tony Esposito go. And the Blackhawks picked him up. And they didn't really know what they had. And Tony Esposito started a game for the Chicago Blackhawks that next year and got shelled. They lost 7-2, and they thought, uh, we, don't, we don't have much here. And so another goalie played 
and Chicago kept losing, kept losing. They went to Montreal, Tony Esposito's old team, the one that chose not to keep him, and they stuck him in the net. And he shut out the Canadians 5 nothing, and the rest is history. He kept rolling from there. He had 15 shutouts that season, ended up winning the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year, and his career was launched. Love and it. Then I, I just love when guys, they find it. You know what I mean? They, they just find their lane, and they just explode. And whatever it is, maybe it was the spark of, I'll show them. You know, he goes back to Montreal and he wants to show his old team that they made a big mistake. Whatever it was, things seemed to click and he just took off. Yeah, pretty amazing. And from there, hey, he went on to a great career and ended up being the GM of the Penguins at one point. And he also, you know, helped to kind of found the Tampa Bay Lightning with his brother, Phil. Really? They were the guys behind it. Phil Esposito named the Lightning. There were all kinds of other names. Tampa Bay, Oceanic was one of them, and Phil said, I don't know what that is. So <laughs> Phil was sitting around in a meeting, and, and there was a thunderstorm in Florida, and he said, I got it. And uh, next thing you know, he and Tony were a big part of that organization, and they were the Tampa Bay Lightning. couple of good boys from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, huh? You bet. Rest in peace, Tony Esposito. He has passed at age 78. I think that's my favorite Weezer song that's come out in a long, long time. All my favorite songs is the name of it. Now, <laughs> got to be honest, when that song started playing, Jim, you and I both kind of looked at each other with panicked looks on our faces <laughs> like, what is this? Are uh, we supposed to be playing this? I honestly thought it was going to be like, a, what is that old Canadian nature who's who or what was that? You know, where they'd like teach you about the beaver. Hinterland who's who. Hinterland who's who. That's what it reminded me of. I I got more of a friendly giant vibe (laughs) from it. Welcome, friends. (laughs) Look up. Way up. (laughs) What instrument is that? That's a glockenspiel, isn't it? (laughs) My favorite song. I like it. Quirky one from Weezer again. New Weezer getting back to their roots there. There are some great sad songs out there. Yeah, it's weird when a sad song kind of like pumps you up. (laughs) What's an example of a sad song that pumps you up? A sad song that pumps me up. There's a song called I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie. Depressing. It's like, if you die, I'll kill myself. Basically, um, that's terrible. I know, but it's it's a song that Death Cab wrote. But it's like a fun. You're listening along, and it's like slow and sad, but it's kind of upbeat. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. <laughs> um, Talk to the therapist about that one, Jim. Tell that to Ben Gabbard, the guy who wrote it. It's just a good tune. <laughs> Jim, Jim, listening to that one with the boys in the uh, <laughs> dressing room before yeah. the hockey game. Let's go, Silver Stick. Uh, it's like a real Romeo and Juliet vibe, guys. It's awesome. Okay, after the Gold Rush by Neil Young is another one that is really slow and sad, and I it gets you pumped up. It. Yeah, yeah. What you, you like? Us any slow songs? I love tons of slow songs. I wouldn't say there's many that pump me up though. Like when you're driving, you like you love like singing along. And you, oh, yeah, maybe some Elton John. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's some Elton John songs like sure. Daniel. Oh, that's a great tune. That's a great sad song. Mm-hmm. But when it's on, you'll sing along, and yeah. So hey, I, 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 is that what you mean? Yeah, it's like I don't know. It just get energizes you for some weird reason.
Yeah. Okay. I kind of get it now. I'll, I'll check out that Death Cab for Cutie song. <laughs> It'll be your new favorite depressing <laughs> song. If I'm feeling depressed and I want to get cheered up, I'll put on the, the Everyone's Gonna Die and Kill Themselves song by <laughs> Death Cab for Cutie, and I mean, that'll the turn the day around. Death Cab for Cutie. Uh-huh. Like, let's, let's rein in our expectations. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.